When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with the wildest wild card weekend ever. We'll give you the one simple thing Dak cannot do if Dallas is going to survive. Plus, we'll tell you what Lamar really meant with his tweet last night and exactly what it means for his long-term football future. Plus, how this dynamic duo can keep the magic carpet flying at least one more week through Minnesota. Oh, it's the best football Friday of the year, people, and it starts right now. Delighted that you were there on Get Up. Let's go. Some energy here. The news is this, people. Diana Rossini is back in studio for the first time. Uh, we love it. Back. Oh, thanks, Rob. Hasselbeck is here. Ninkovich is here. Ryan Clark will join us shortly. Let's dive into it. We've got the games coming your way. The last one might be the best. Cowboys, an uphill battle entering Monday night showdown against Tampa. First off, they're battling history. They haven't won a road playoff game in 30 years. The eight straight road playoff losses tied for the second longest streak all time. Next, they got to go up against the guy they never beat. Tampa Tom Brady is 7-0 against the Cowboys, his best record against any opponent in his incredible career. And finally, the Cowboys are battling themselves, specifically trying to overcome Dak Prescott's league-leading 15 interceptions. Here's Ezekiel Elliott talking about his struggling QB. I don't know if it's really affected his confidence at all. Uh, I mean, when you when you're when you put all the work in, when you leave nothing up to doubt, then there's no reason for you to lose confidence. You, you built that through continuous hard work. He's put the work in. You know, I know he's ready. So I've been asking this question a lot this week, and I have a quarterback here now to analyze it for us because I'm confounded by what is going on with Dak Prescott. The things that he is struggling with seem to be all of the things that we always laud him for. All of that. So what are you seeing in these interceptions? Well, to your point, he's been historically good at making good decisions and protecting the football. That's kind of been a marker of his career. And so I went back and looked at the interceptions, basically starting from his first game in December. And so there's been nine interceptions since that point. And what I found is that nearly half of them are stuff like this. There's Michael Gallup falling down and Stephon Gilmore picking the football up. When he throws that football to Gallup, he doesn't know he's falling down. How about this one against the Texans when his arm gets hit thrown to an open tight end? Like, there's part of this that's just unlucky. Like, you don't know your arm is going to get hit. These things can happen to all quarterbacks. How about Jacksonville? We all remember this one that bounces off of a receiver's hands Mm -hmm. and then gets picked off and run back for you know, essentially the game-winning score, uh, you know, and then against the Tennessee Titans, ball off the chest of a tight end. So now we're looking at four plays right here. Yeah. Out of nine, four that are completely really not on the quarterback whatsoever. Then you, So I look at that and I think, well, if he had thrown five interceptions since the start of December – there wouldn't be this discussion about it. I understand it's, it's that. It's a dependent position. So, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be some apologist and say he's played great. 
Look, the, the one against Philadelphia is a bad judgment. He's made, some, he made a bad decision against Houston. Um, you know, the ball gets left inside against Washington a week ago. It hasn't been perfect, but we're talking about nine since that point. Let's talk about Dak Prescott in particular. There's so many angles of this game, and we'll get to the coach of it all a little bit later. But how, what are you hearing people saying about the quarterback right now? Don't you just love the quarterback brotherhood, by the yeah, way? This they, they, they are so loud. Uh, no, I'll no, say something you play, paint, like no, trash. No, you, play, you, 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 no, you paint a, a really good picture because you're right. It, it is a lot of bad luck just coming at the wrong time. And you hear Zeke talk about how he, he has that belief because he sees it too. He knows. This offense knows that this isn't all on deck. Mm-hmm. This is, there's a lot of pressure on Kellen Moore, though, to come up with a game plan here against this Bucks defense that you know is going to be coming at them with their hair on fire, blitz happy. They're going to have to use their tight ends a lot. Look. Clean football is what's going to help the Dallas Cowboys have success. That's what they need to do. It's simple. It's basic. It's actually a little boring to talk about, Mm -hmm. but it's the truth. Take care of the football. Run the ball. That's where they're going to be able to have the edge. A reminder that if this is even applicable anymore, that these teams did play each other in week one, and Tampa beat the Cowboys 19-3. Underline the three. I mean, that was this season, although it was all the way back in the first week. Now, I've got a Patriot (laughs) sitting at the table. No one preaches taking care of the football more than the Patriots. Is it as simple as this? If the Cowboys lose the turnover battle on Monday night, their season ends in Tampa Bay. Is it as simple as that? In the playoffs, it is. I mean, one turnover could be the game, and every single play in the playoffs could matter at the end. So when I look at this team, it's going to come down to controlling the ball, time of possession, and how do you control the ball best? You run the football. Yeah. Long drives where where you're on the field, you keep Tom off the field, and their defense, I think the Cowboys' defense, that's another thing. Like, early in the year, we were so high on this defense. They're elite. They're the best defense in the league. And then they fell off a cliff, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't stop the run. So you can't pass rush until you put the team in third and longer down in distances. If you hand the ball off and the other team is running for five yards of carry, it's really hard to rush the passer. And this team loves to rush the passer. Yep. But you got to stop the run first. Hambo's just illustrating the point I was making there. Again, Tom Brady doesn't lose when his team wins the turnover battle. And the very first thing you heard in this show was Zeke talking about Dak's confidence from a quarterback's perspective. I mean, Dak is a confident young man. Any of us who know him know that. He, he exudes all of that stuff. But at some point, does that get shaky? Are you concerned about his psyche going into this, especially not, coming off last week? At this point with Dak, I'm not concerned about his psyche. And I think part of it is, you know, the video I showed there, like everybody knows it, which is, I think, why Zeke talks about it. If you, I was looking at a quarterback who you looked at him, you're like, he's just not seeing it right. Like he just continues to yeah. make bad decision yeah. after bad decision. Then I would worry about that. Right, we're working on getting RC again. Ryan Clark will join us coming up as we continue here this morning. And we will have much more on the Cowboys, including exactly What is at stake for them on Monday night beyond the parameters of this season? In the meantime, our next stop is Baltimore and the huge news of last night. And it came directly from the man himself. Lamar Jackson finally breaking his silence. We know he hasn't suited up since spraining his left knee on December 4th. And he isn't going to again this weekend. Lamar on Twitter yesterday, quote, Thank you everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain on the borderline of a strain 3. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance. That's directly from Lamar Jackson himself. 
yesterday. And everyone who pays any attention to sports is aware of all the talk that surrounds this because of his contractual situation and everything else. What yeah. are people telling you? Yeah, you have to wonder, is this actually Lamar Jackson holding his team hostage? Well, I asked some sources in Baltimore, and the response I get is he, he's not 100%. He's not 100%. Now, the next layer, perhaps, the next question you may want to ask, Lamar, is Lamar not at 100% better than a backup at 100%, mm -hmm. right? Because, guys, I don't need to tell you to. You play football to win Super Bowls. Contract stuff works it out. That you, Usually, after you win a Super Bowl, we saw with Joe Flacco, you'll get the money you, you want and deserve. So, you have to you know, wonder what's going through Lamar's mind. How is he playing this? Is he being reserved uh, to protect – to perhaps protect himself. Look, the bottom line of it is this. I would never question whether a player is hurt or not. I'm not in his head, I'm not in his knee, I don't know. But the simple fact is, if he's too hurt to play, nothing is stopping his coach from saying that. John Harbaugh has repeatedly refused to say, look guys, Lamar's just too hurt to play. When he's healthy enough to play, we'll put him out there. And Tim, that has been striking to me all week. And I agree with you on that, that that has been striking. And that's actually kind of been going on for a while in terms of how Harbaugh has addressed the situation. I thought about this as well. Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Tua, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, they all had significant injuries at some point this season. Did any of them address in detail their injury status? No, no, no. no because you don't. Like just You don't do that unless you were trying to let everybody know how hurt you are. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a bizarre situation. With, with that being said, and if you can kind of compartmentalize that, the reality of it is this. If Baltimore loses this weekend, Lamar Jackson then has zero opportunities for him to get hurt playing football between now and, or, you know, between that point and being guaranteed $40 million or roughly around there, at least. For the franchise okay, tag. For the franchise tag, which, by the way, is more money than he has made in his entire career so far. So, listen, nobody would have faulted him for holding out. Actually, nobody. But people would not have faulted him that much for holding out in September. He now is at the doorstep of the most money that he'll ever be guaranteed in his career. So, Nico, how should we read this? Because uh, we use the word holdout. Mm -hmm. And, again, no one is questioning that he's hurt. Every player in the NFL is to some degree hurt at this point of the season. But the way the coach is talking about it, it sounds like the way coaches talk about players when they're holding out in training camp. We'll talk about the guys who are here. I don't have any update for you on that. I'm just focused on the game or the things that I can control. The coach sounds like he's talking about a player who's holding out. I'm sure, I'm sure Harbaugh is frustrated. And, and look, every single year you strive to make it into the playoffs and get to a Super Bowl. And when you, when you have a backup quarterback, your chances of winning this matchup and getting deep into the playoffs, eh, slim, slim chance. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he's frustrated. But – at the end of the day, the player has to be 100% confident that when they stick their foot in the ground, they're going to cut and they're going to be able to play the game the way that they feel confident to play the game. It's, it's really mental. You know, yep. This game is mental, and how you feel physically can really affect you know, everything that you do. So I, I think Lamar, especially a PCL injury, I think this is being downplayed. A PCL injury is just as bad as an ACL injury. Mm. It's almost worse. Because you can fix an ACL, and you hear it all the time. Oh, a guy has his ACL fixed. Okay, he's back in a year. A PCL, they can go and try and correct the PCL injury, but it's not as great of a result as yeah. a normal ACL tear. So he has to be very cautious. And, a, you know, a sprain is a tear. That's another thing. An ACL sprain is an ACL tear. Right. A PCL, he has a torn PCL, a sprain. 
So if he goes out there and the same mechanism of how he hurt it happens again, he drives his knee into the ground and he tears it completely, he's going to have to have a reconstruction. Yeah, we saw with Zach Wilson. Remember, he missed four games with that same exact injury. This is going a little well, longer. Right, right, right. That's going like The question, I think, Ed, that is, is kind of everyone's wondering is if he had signed the contract. Would he be out there? And, and, I mean, and if Rivers played in a playoff game with a torn ACL, right? Like, different, no, different, different players style. and stuff. Yeah. Like, and I just – True. Listen. Yeah. Look, look – I it, think it, how, to your point, Greeny, yeah. how the coach has addressed it it's has fishy. caused yeah. – yeah. Let, let me put the ribbon on it with this. And, look, maybe they win the game on Sunday night. I, I don't think anyone expects it, but it's not impossible. But one way or another, yeah. the people you talk to, is the expectation – that Lamar Jackson this offseason could wind up on another team. There is 100% a thought that Lamar Jackson will, won't be a Baltimore Raven if this team decides to, to move on, right? Because they have structured their entire offense mm-hmm. based on Lamar's strengths. But maybe through this journey and seeing that he has been injured, they start to take a look and rethink what they want to do moving forward because this is going to be a complete restructure if they move on from Lamar. What a fascinating bidding war we could see teams getting into if Lamar Jackson winds up being in play this offseason. Meanwhile, we got to deal with the postseason first. Coming up, Jalen Hurts was cryptic when he spoke yesterday. You'll hear what he said and you'll hear why fans of his team should be very concerned this morning. Plus, if the Giants beat the Vikings on Sunday, will it be because of their quarterback or their star runner? We'll answer that question more as we roll on. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more.
A massive Monday on ESPN starts with Get Up, where we will examine all the fallout from what promises to be a wild, wild card weekend in the NFL. Stephen A., Michael Irvin, and friends are in Tampa ahead of the Cowboys-Bucks game for first take with two shows at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern, while NFL Live will be in Raymond James Stadium at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's a football festival on ESPN all day Monday. All right, meanwhile, Tim Hasselbeck is in our studio on this Friday morning, and so let's do QB quick reads. Uh, Tim, let's start with Daniel Jones. He's in a contract year. We know that. Do you think he has earned that job going forward? I think think he has, Granny. Just think of how far the Giants have come with Daniel Jones. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, and they're the second-fewest turnovers in the league this year. I think the coaching job that Brian Dayball and his staff has done has been remarkable, and he's played well enough to get them into the postseason. I think it's going to be hard to turn the page from Daniel Jones. I think he ends up being a pretty good fit for what they're doing, which is a remarkable turnaround. And if not, then I could see him being a very attractive free agent this offseason. So we'll be watching that closely. Meanwhile, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. He's got the game Saturday night. What have you seen from him down the stretch? I think the big thing here has been coaching. Doug Peterson and the job he has done has changed, I think, the way people are looking at Trevor Lawrence. Remember, he came in as this amazing prospect. Mm -hmm. His rookie year was a disaster. I think a lot of that had to do with the coaching that was going on in Jacksonville. And so this basically was his first season, if you will. It was a new offense, and he has elevated the play of the people around him. The other thing they've done a nice job of is getting him on the move. For a guy his size, he's a very good athlete. All right, we'll talk more about him a little later. Let's talk about Jalen Hurts. He struggled last week a bit in his return from the injury. How concerned are we about him heading into the playoffs? I actually have zero concern about huh. him heading into the playoffs. In fact, I understand he didn't play well last week. I saw it that same way. That being said, I think it was good for him to get those live full-speed reps in a game kind of knocked the rust off rather than not playing that Week 18 game. And then we're talking about a month or more heading into a playoff game without playing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he got to kind of have a shaky you know, performance and then now have this practice time heading into the playoffs, obviously a bye week to get healthy. And they clearly limited a little bit the things they for were calling sure. for him. If he hadn't played, it would have been a 34- or 35-day layoff for him between games. Speaking of Hurts, he spoke yesterday about that shoulder. I'm feeling better. Um, it's a day-by-day thing, just taking it day-by-day. Um, I think the whole world knows that I'm dealing with something. How close to the Jalen Hurts we used to see do you feel like you're I, I can't give you a number. I think, um, you know, you know that, that name is that name. You know, um, the, the, man, the man will be there. So, again, we continue here, and Ryan Clark will join us shortly. What are you hearing from people in Philly about the shoulder? Yeah, the, the concern is that shoulder injury that he's going to get a, take another hit, right? One tackle could do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. The extra time, you just heard Jalen talk about it, is certainly helping. And, and he was very transparent about it, going, like, we needed this rest because that shoulder still needs to heal. But there's definitely concern in Philly about a re-injury when he comes back because we know he, he's a mobile quarterback that is going to have to use his arm in this game if they want to win. And, and, and they're, they're going to want to keep him up right there. So that's certainly something that's on their minds at this point. So, Ninko, I mean, it, it is about having everything at his disposal, right? When they come back next week, and we don't know yet who they'll be playing, it could be anyone but San Francisco at this point in that first home game for them. But Jalen Hurts, who has improved leaps and bounds as a pocket passer, what makes him an MVP candidate is all the other things that he can do. They didn't do those things last week. They're not going to put him in harm's way. That makes sense. But they will need him to be able to do all of that to go to the Super Bowl, right? And I, and I think they can open the playbook back up 
when he's back on the football field in this matchup. So we, the time is so vital to have that, that bye week. It really helps you um, in his recovery. And the, the injury itself, the mechanism for it is if somebody was to drop weight on him. Mm -hmm. You know, that to happen again in that exact same fashion, I think it would be pretty minimal, the risk there. So I really don't have any worries about him. I think they're going to be 100% full go in their offense. They're going to run everything that they want to run. And I think it'll be fine. The sense that we get is that it is really about the pain tolerance here. Yeah. It does not seem to be limiting his ability to throw the football. So how about that? I mean, yeah. is, is it as simple as saying if Jalen Hurts is, is full go, the Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC? And if he's not, they're not? Is, that, is it as simple as yeah, that? I think it's fair to say that because, you know, you referenced it. Look, the way they called the game last week was different. I actually thought the ball came out of his hand fine. Mm -hmm. What it looked like him throwing the football. But if... You know, they are willing to run him more, which they clearly did not want to do last week. Yeah, I think it, in terms of defending this offense, it, it's tough. It's brutal. And so, I, yeah, they, they are as good, if not better, than every other team in the conference. And so, yeah, I think that's interesting. And in terms of the 100% thing, it's hard for me to kind of think about the Lamar conversation we just had and then have this. Mm. Clearly, he's not 100%. It's his throwing shoulder. Clearly, he's playing. Yep. And the Eagles have a shot because of it. And he's also a player without a contract going forward, right? And there are any number of questions about that. We'll deal with those afterwards. But this is a Super Bowl caliber team. Again, you're telling me, you were telling us this morning, and I want to drill down into this, that there is concern there. It, 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 oh, yeah. There, know, there, there's fear. I, and I, I know you touched on perhaps it being a very low risk the or the chances yeah, of it happening. Yeah are low, whereas the understanding I was getting just from having a conversation with someone in Philly yesterday, th there, there is just concern it's going to happen again. And then they're in a really, really tough position because we saw what happens when Jalen Hurts isn't on the are they your Are they your favorite? And I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, momentum is a weird thing, right? I mean, the first, for the first 12 games, 14, whatever it was, they were far and away the best team. And the last two months... The 49ers have been the best team. So who's your favorite yeah, I, in the I NFC still like right the, I still like the Eagles in the NFC. I, yeah. I, I think they'll be able to pull it together. Um, and, and now everything takes a step up, like everything. The intensity level, everything in the playoffs takes a little bit. Everything feels more vital in everything you do. So I, I really feel like the Eagles and their mindset. It's all about their mindset. And even, you know, uh, Kelsey he said it best. Like, we haven't done anything mm -hmm. until we get to the final game. Yeah. And, and I think that's what th that locker room feels yeah. like. like look, he said we that in done... the summer, too. Yeah, like, he's, he's he said been that. saying that the whole yeah. year. Like, we have done nothing. That's yeah. the, the center, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. And, and you look at this Eagles roster and you, you compare them to San Francisco, and I think it's actually a, a perfect comp, except the difference is Philly's got a quarterback. San Francisco's got Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. He's, he's been pretty relevant oh, this so far in his good. play. I get it. Yes, was he, was, he was Mr. <laughs> irrelevant, but, but he has been relevant. It, it, look, Tim, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with you on this. It felt like it was the Philadelphia Invitational for most of this season, and all of a sudden San Francisco has changed that perception. Who, in a vacuum, who do you like right now in the NFC? I, I like the Eagles kind of, you know, for the quarterback. I mean, that, that, his ability to run, it changes things in terms of how you can defend that offense. And so and I think Nico brought up a really good point about the magnitude of the postseason. I think the experience of big games on that team and from that quarterback, even if it wasn't in the NFL, I think means something. Yeah, it's a kid who's played in national championship games and a whole lot more. All right, as we roll on, the Cowboys and Bucks on Monday night. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy sharing the spotlight for the Cowboys this week. We will talk about exactly what is at stake beyond just one playoff game as we continue next. It's Get Up on a Football Friday, ESPN.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We're back on Get Up, and as we look ahead to the playoffs this weekend, big games for unproven playoff quarterbacks. Let's play put up or shut up. Tim, Brock Purdy, is he going to put up or shut up against Seattle Saturday? I'm going to put up. Last time we played the Seahawks through two touchdown passes. They also are not going to rely solely on him. Kyle Shanahan and his staff have done a great job of finding him easy completions, and then he's delivered. So I think he continues to play well the way he has is, you know, during the regular season since stepping in. He has been very much Mr. Relevant since he took over the starting role. Diana, how about Daniel Jones? Put up or shut up uh, against the Vikings Sunday? I think put up, Mike. I think Brian Dable's got to have a, a game plan for his quarterback to be mobile, extending plays. And oddly, this is where the Vikings struggle mm-hmm. on defense. So one of the worst in the league when a quarterback extends those plays. So I think Daniel Jones is going to come out of the gate on fire, and then they're just going to grind down the clock. These teams just played each other a few weeks ago. Came down to a 60-yard field goal at the at the finish. Uh, Ninko, Dak Prescott, huge night Monday night. Was he going to put up or shut up? He's going to put up. I mean, listen, he's under a lot of pressure in every single interview that he goes into. He's got confidence, and he's going to continue to take chances. He's going to push the ball down the field. I don't think he's just going to go out there and, and, and be a dud. I, I think he's going to show up, and I think it's going to be a great game. All right, so, so let's let's pause on that thought for a moment here, and let's dive in a little more deeply. So Dak Prescott, and we talked about him right off the top of the show, has not been playing his best football of late. We all think he's an excellent player, and we all think that he will ultimately, whatever happens on Monday night, he will get other opportunities. There's another person who might not get another opportunity if Monday night doesn't go right. What do we think, Diana, from the people you talk yeah. to around the league, is at stake for the head coach 
Monday night in Tampa. Yeah, there's certainly lots of talk in the league right now, the future of Mike McCarthy. And playoffs with a roster like the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones has an expectation of winning. And, you know, when you take a look from top to bottom, this is a winning team that should go far in the postseason. Mm -hmm. So in terms of Mike McCarthy's future, it's certainly shaky. And there's definitely some thoughts around the league that if he doesn't win this game, there are just a lot of question marks about his future in Dallas. That's right. And and I understand people are going to say, but wait, Jerry Jones gave a definitive answer about this on Tuesday. This is the problem with him being the only owner who has his own radio show during the season. He has to answer that question. How is he going to answer it? I mean, imagine the conversation on Get Up if he says, oh, yeah, if we lose on Monday night, Mike is out of there. He has to say what he has to say. Yeah. So he said it. Is it fair, Ninko? Should Mike McCarthy, who has won 12 games each of the last two seasons, be coaching for his job Monday night? Yeah, he has to win this game this is a must-win game for the for the Cowboys and you think about just in general the last two years of the Cowboys last year how that ended with the the, the time issue and running out of time mm -hmm. and then penalties last year they were the the highest penalized team I think this year they were fifth that is just the, the lack of discipline in certain areas of the game if they lose this game I don't think Jerry Jones is content with losing wild card games he wants to move on. He wants to be in championship-type games. He wants to get back to where they were. They haven't been there in a long, long time. He thinks this team is so good that it should be there. Is that okay. right, Tim? There was a moment in time, November 20th of this year, they beat the Vikings 40-3. Uh, to And the conversation the next day was, our analytics put them as the best team in the league. Everyone here is talking Super Bowl. And it has sort of gone like this ever since. Are the Cowboys too good to be a first-round exit? No, I don't think they're too. I don't think there is a team in the NFC, maybe outside of Philadelphia, that's too good to be a first-round exit, and they're not because they mm -hmm. have a bye week. Right. So, look, here's the way I look at it. I think Mike McCarthy's done a good job there. I get he's going to be under pressure if they're one and done in the postseason. They have 28 fewer penalties than they had last year. Uh, they in crunch time. So final two minutes of the first half, final two minutes of the game, they've outscored opponents by 111 points. He's won a bunch of games, as you pointed out, each of the last two years. They're five, two, and one, and one score games over the last two years. Like Mike McCarthy has not done a bad job. He went four and one when a starting quarterback. We went start. four and one with Cooper Rush as a starter. He has not done a bad job. Yeah. The, if, anywhere else, and they're saying everyone's saying like this guy is a Super Bowl winning coach who's doing a good job with that football team. So I, I, I'm not ready to say like, hey, that is it if it happens. Now listen. Last week was bad. Like, they didn't – like, they, to me – and I, 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 for one, think McCarthy's done a good job. Last week bothered me watching that to think, you don't know that you – like, there's still a lot at stake yeah. for you. Yeah. And you yeah. played terrible against the – you know, against Washington. So, look, I, I think there'll be a lot of noise around it. I think ultimately, even if they lose in the first round, he does not get fired. Let me put the picks up on the screen. And, again, we were expecting to have RC today, and we hopefully will still – have him. We're having some technical issues, uh, but I, I, well, I don't even know who he picked, to be completely honest with you. My pick is on the screen. Hasselbeck is with me. Yesterday, everybody up here liking Tampa Bay. Why are the Bucks going to win this game, Ninko? I, I think it's when you look at the, the Cowboys in the last month of the season, they have not played well at all. It, you know, they lose to Jacksonville. They almost lose to the Titans. They lose to the Commanders. That is the, not winning football. When you're turning the football over, seven interceptions the mm -hmm. last seven games, mm -hmm. that's losing football. And, and in the playoffs, one turnover can decide the game. Mm -hmm. So you got to take care of the football. I just and, feel, and, and I feel like the pressure is all on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. It, the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, this week they're probably having fun. Like, hey, guys, 
and at home. Our record's our record is our record. That's in the past. That doesn't matter. We're in the playoffs. We're at home. Like they're, we're hosting the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's go have fun and play and play a great game and go beat the Cowboys. And, and we've seen those clips uh, from behind the scenes. If you haven't, where Tom Brady's on the bench talking to his teammates about how, yeah, yeah, uh, we beat the, we always beat the Cowboys. When, I, when I'm a quarterback, we win. You know, and and it's I can a tell bad you, matchup for it, Dallas. It, I know I picked it, them, but it's it a is. Bad it is a bad matchup. It is a bad matchup. <laughs> and I don't and, love it, but and, yeah, yeah. And, and they, Tim they, just talking to some people in the corner, box, just in terms of the, yeah. The so corner, Dallas, Dallas hasn't corner. figured out the corners situation right Big so that, that's a huge problem knowing some of the the wide receivers on this Bucks team but uh just having a conversation with someone in Tampa about the game plan against Dallas they were emphasizing tempo to me if they can keep it moving quickly that's where they feel like they can catch Dallas and, and if you really look back at these Bucks game it's almost like you wish they could play the whole game you know two minute drill in a way because that's where that's where we've seen Brady at his best because the defense can't be as complex with their calls and when Tom Brady is up there looking at some stuff that he can decipher He's almost impossible to deal with. All right, we'll see. I mean, a lot feels like it's at stake. I want to have more on this as we go, but we got to get to some of the other games here. So let's go Giants-Vikings, which in some, might be the most intriguing matchup that we have of the six this weekend. The Giants only a three-point fa- uh, underdog on the road against a team that won 13 games this year, but we all understand people are not quite as impressed with the Vikings as their record would suggest. So let's make this a very simple question. If the Giants are going to win this game on Sunday afternoon, Tim Hasselbeck, Will this have been a Daniel Jones game, or will this have been a Saquon Barkley game? I think a Daniel Jones game, and the reason I say it, I think the matchup is kind of set up for him to have success. The Vikings have been epically bad in terms of pass defense, and if you think about, uh, you know, some of the success that Jones has had, the games that he's had have been big games. You go back to the, the Minnesota game, that was a pretty good game for him. He threw the ball a bunch, and so... I think because of that, because it's a good matchup, the way to beat Minnesota is through the air. I think it's more about Daniel Jones in this matchup. And how about his ability to run with the football, too, which we know he does as effectively, maybe not as spectacularly, but as effectively as almost any quarterback yeah, in the very, league. Very athletic, sneaky athletic. And he's a guy that when you're pass rushing the quarterback, if you are behind him, that's a really bad spot, especially if you're in man coverage and your DB's backs are turned. That's when he can you know, run for 20-plus yards. Again, very fast quarterback. But, again, I really think that Barkley, the last time that they played, he averaged six yards a carry. If you can average six yards a carry, it helps your quarterback a lot in, in play-action pass because it sucks up all the linebackers and all those intermediate routes are a lot more open. So, I, I like the Giants. I think they're going to do a great job running the football and then help Daniel Jones down the field. Well, let's put the picks up on the screen here so as, as we get to the bottom of this. Diana, as you talk to people around the league about this matchup, it feels like there's a lot of pressure on the Vikings. People have sold them short all year long here. You said we, So it's interesting. The, the day, one of the nice things about this show is that every single day is completely different. Everyone liked the Giants <laughs> yesterday. All of a sudden, we see most of it is going it, in the other it's direction. really not, because I'm reflecting the last time I sat with you, which was about three months ago. Yeah. We had a lot of questions about this New York Giants team. Yeah, there mm-hmm. was confidence and belief that Brian Dable could maybe rehab Daniel Jones and show us a playbook that perhaps looked a little bit like Buffalo. And look doesn't look like Buffalo, but right. there's certainly some really good things that, are, that they're doing, and we've seen so much growth in Daniel Jones. And his ability, his mobility, extending the plays. Look, Dan, uh, Saquon Barkley's going to get his. We know it, right? Yeah. He, he's going to do his job out there. But if Daniel Jones can come out here and get ahead right out of the gate, the Giants are, are going to be in a really good position. By the way, whenever their season comes to an end, the Giants, I mean, that neither Daniel Jones nor Saquon Barkley will be under contract anymore. Oh, look who it is! <gasps> the one, the only Ryan Clark 
is up with us early this morning. We've been having some technical issues, but we have him here. RC, the question that we're entertaining right now, if the Giants are going to win this game Sunday in uh, Minnesota, when you're with me on Monday morning, will we be saying it was because Daniel Jones had a huge day or because Saquon had a huge day? I think it's because Daniel Jones has a huge day. But the reason Daniel Jones gets to have this huge day is because of Saquon Barkley. If Brian Dayball understands we're going to start with the run, he was able to pop runs against them in the first meeting this year. And then we watch Daniel Jones move inside and outside the pocket, throw the football on time, and really attack this Minnesota Vikings defense, which, let's be honest, in a nice way to say it, they're trash. This team has not played well <laughs> defensively the entire year. And that's why a team that wins 13 games in the season doesn't get the respect that we normally see from a record like that and so if you could continue to tag them in the run go to the play action I believe Daniel Jones will find a lot of success as he did in the first meeting but I saw from your picks that we put up a moment ago you are on Minnesota this weekend why because I, I'm trying to respect them I'm trying to say that Kirk Cousins has been here Kirk Cousins has found a way to finally win he does understand in that maturity that when the game gets down to the end and we see what they did in the first game, that Justin Jefferson is a guy that makes plays. I don't believe that Wink Martindale can get out of his natural nature of blitzing on third down, which when you blitz Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson is always his go-to guy, has a 95 QBR. I believe we saw that last game late in the game and we'll see it again. Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins make enough plays late to find the win. All right, RC is up and rolling with us this morning, and I guess the only question left for me is, if a nice way to say that their defense is that they're trash, what's the not-so-nice way? Lot of expletives. Yeah, that's exactly right. The not-so-nice way is stuff we can't say on TV. All right, we're getting rolling. RC is up and going with us here. We're talking about Tom Brady next. His time in Tampa feels like it will be over when this season comes to an end. Does that mean his career is over? Not so fast, my friend. We'll tell you the best spot for Tampa Tom next. Get up on ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Back on Get Up, and the game is called Likely or Unlikely. Ninko, is it likely or unlikely that Aaron Rodgers wins the division next year as a Green Bay Packer? I'm saying likely here. I mean, how, how can you count out Aaron Rodgers for next season? Uh, you, you saw a lot of promise from the young receiving core. The offense looked better as the season progressed. So maybe their defense takes a, a, another step forward next year, and Aaron Rodgers, obviously a Hall of Famer, likely. Let's see what steps he decides to take in the near future. Meanwhile, Tim, likely or unlikely that Derek Carr will be a playoff quarterback next season? I'm saying likely. And I'm obviously has a, if he plays with the Jets. Look, I, Greeny, I know you like that. I think there are a bunch of teams that are going to be Starting interested in him that have good rosters, good defenses. The Jets being one of them. Would you like Derek Carr as your quarterback? Yes. That makes I, yes, you would. Uh, yes, I'm going to load up that quarterback room next year. We're going to talk more about that a little bit later. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ninko, back to you. Is it likely or unlikely that Tom Brady will be on a new team next season? Likely. Highly likely. I'll, I'll throw the highly in there. I, I, I think Tom isn't finished. Uh, he just doesn't seem like a guy that's going to hang him up after the year's over. Now, so, so let's come out and talk about this one here for a moment because it is fascinating that Tom Brady, who is the most accomplished player in the history of the sport, uh, has a home playoff game on Monday night, and all the conversation is about the other team, right? It's all about the Cowboys leading into this game. Yeah. But, Diana, I want to start with you. Is the expectation from people that you talk to around the league that Brady will play again and that it will be somewhere besides Tampa. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of confidence in the NFL that Tom Brady is not done yet and he wants to continue playing. And I think he's been pretty transparent about how much he wants to continue playing. We've seen quite an up and down year for, for, for him down there in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what team is best suited for him next, you know, that, that's going to be something he's got to figure out. But you have to figure he's going to want to play for a team that has a really good offensive line mm -hmm. and is going to be a head coach that he's going to have to have a good relationship with. And, and you know, when you take a look around the league and you see the teams that are definitely Desperate for a quarterback, I know the dream would, I'm sure, be New York for you. Yeah. But, uh, he, you know, I think for <laughs> – No, I want Brady, Rodgers, and Derek Carr. I want all of them and let them just battle it out for the job, and then Zach Wilson will back up whoever gets it. Okay. They'd still lose. <laughs> let, let me come to RC, because Diana just said that Tom will have to figure out what the best place is for him. What we're going to do is work for him. RC, what is the best place? Whenever there's – look, maybe Brady will stun us all and wind up winning another championship this year, but assuming that doesn't happen – What's the best place for Tom Brady next year? His house. Tom home. Brady should go home. Tom Brady has done all he could possibly do for this game. Tom Brady has exceeded expectations of what the 199th draft pick should be able to accomplish, and he's the greatest quarterback of all time. What I think he will do is end up as a Las Vegas Raider. Listen, we heard Dana White said during the season on the, the, um, the mega cast with the Gronks that he thought Tom Brady's deal was already done. And so now with Josh McDaniels being uh, the quarterback, um, the, co the head coach there, having a guy like Devontae Adams, if they don't move on to him, from him, Wentfro, Darren Waller, if you can re-sign a guy like Josh Jacobs. This offense is loaded. And he has a coach that he has a, a level of comfort with, a level of familiarity with, and he understands how to run that offense better than anybody in the entire NFL. So if I had to guess, if Tom Brady is still playing football next year, he'll be in Las Vegas, and that's where I'd place my bet. A, a reminder for anyone, and placing the bet is a nice touch with Vegas, a reminder for anyone who needs one that Josh McDaniels was his offensive coordinator in New England for a very long time. You also have Raiders there. How come? Because I don't think he's done. You know, football's like a drug for some people, like, yep. and they can't shake it. It feels like that's the case for Tom. And a lot of the things RC said, I think the roster is one that he would like. I think the coaching staff is one that he likes. Um, 
And I think he's not done. And because of that, that seems to me to be the most logical spot. I still think we should keep an eye on that. Yeah. Sorry. No, go. I think we should also just keep an eye on where Sean Payton winds up. That's mm. something that has, uh, there's been talks about that for years, about Payton wanting to work with Tom Brady. I, do, do I think it happens? I, I think there's a small chance, but but I think it's going to be on the table. Well, I mean, so, I, mean I guess if, since you bring it up, I mean, what are the Sean, the Sean Payton of it all is fascinating here, right? And we know that he's going to talk to Denver first, and then there's going to be a list of suitors we would think as long as your arm how soon how real is this Sean Payton Tom Brady thing because I do hear a little bit of an undercurrent of that yeah I, I think it's very real I think Sean Payton would wants to work with him and and you have to think that Tom Brady wants to work with him I know going back to when he was a free agent before Tampa that was real that it was there were conversations about Tom Brady joining Sean Payton in New Orleans it did mm. not work out so do I think they're going to come back to the table and have those conversations again why not because right now it seems that Sean Payton is looking uh, at his career going, uh, I'm going to pick what I want to do and I want it to be successful because we know that he, you know, he cares about, about, about his legacy. Well, those are two guys who have accomplished just about everything, to your point. If they want to keep going, maybe they keep going together. We'll see. So that's a quarterback at one stage of his career. Let's talk about two guys at the other end of the career, meaning at the very beginning in Jacksonville tomorrow night. We will see Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence both playing their first playoff games as they go head-to-head. Our analytics, like the Jaguars at home, with a 61% chance to win, according, uh, again, to our FPI. Uh, But here's the question that I put together here, RC, just to have a little fun. Everyone in the world is in love with Justin Herbert, but Trevor Lawrence has looked so good, particularly the last six weeks or so, with the better coaching from Doug Peterson. So if you're starting an NFL team right now and I'm offering you these two quarterbacks, which one are you taking? I hear you, Greeny. You know what, Greeny? I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. And listen, when I look at these guys from a talent standpoint, I believe that it's extremely close. But I've watched Justin Herbert elevate his team in times where Mike Williams is down, Keenan Allen is down. Defensively, they're not at full strength. And I've seen Justin Herbert with his legs and with his arm and, quite frankly, with not great coaching from his offensive stash and Joe Lombardi, find ways to win games, find ways to push this offense over the top. And I think it's that little bit of oomph that I give Justin Herbert. But if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan and you love Trevor Lawrence, then you absolutely should. He's a guy with a great arm. We've seen his athleticism and the marriage between he and Doug Peterson, I believe it's one that can have this team atop the AFC South for a very long time. But if you're just asking me to take take one guy based on talent and his ability to elevate his team above what the roster says, right now I'm taking Justin Herbert. I will remind anyone watching, if, if this sounds like an obvious one, that Justin Herbert is three years removed from coming into the NFL with a lot of people questioning him as a prospect. And Trevor Lawrence is two years removed from coming into the NFL with everyone saying he's the best prospect we've seen since Peyton Manning or John Elway. So I think in that regard, it is fascinating from a quarterback's perspective. Which one? I would take Herbert. Uh, I think it is closer for me than maybe some other people. I've seen more of it, and they're roughly the same age. And so the fact that I've seen more of it and, you know, this is effectively Trevor Lawrence's first season. Yeah. You know, because last year was such a disaster. Uh, I would say this. I think it's probably widely accepted that there's a, a, an upper level of talent in the NFL when you think about Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert is in that group in mm. terms of just physical ability. There's plenty, you know, all guys have talent, but they are kind of in a class of their own. Trevor Lawrence is right there. I think RC was kind of referring to that. Trevor Lawrence is right there in terms of athleticism and arm strength, which is why he was viewed as this amazing prospect. But 
I would take Herbert. It's super close for me. Let's put the picks up on the screen as we continue this here. Ninko, uh, let's, and I haven't even seen these yet, so let's see. Cindy, who does everybody like in this game? All right, so we're sort of split down the middle here. Ninko, you've got the Chargers. How come? Yeah, because of Herbert. I mean, uh, that quarterback, it, he, the athleticism. I, I think when you look at Herbert, you might look at him and say, he looks kind of like a child. He looks too young, you know? He's a big dude. He's, big. He's huge. And I was working uh, the Eagles-Chargers game last year, and I was on the, on the field. And this has only happened to me one other time where I looked at a quarterback and I had an idea of what his size and how big he was just based on what he looks like, right? And I was like, yeah, he's probably like 6'1", 6'2". Yeah. I was on the field. I go, whoa, this dude's like 6'5". He's huge. Yeah, yeah. He's huge. <laughs> the other quarterback that I did that with was Cam yeah, Newton. Yeah. Oh, Cam yeah. Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton comes walking on the field. I look at him. Yeah. I say, dude, I'll say this, yeah. dude's I, I can't be yeah. the only one who, when watching the pregame show last week, when Trevor Lawrence was sitting next to Jeff Darlington, oh. that I came away thinking, yeah. oh, my God, either Trevor Lawrence is way bigger than I thought yeah. or Jeff Darlington is <laughs> way smaller than no, I thought. That's not very big. Jeff's yeah. like a nice size, but he's strong. No, you know? he's, you know, he's, he's, like, he's average. Trevor Lawrence looked like he was Trevor. Trevor's not small. No. <laughs> Trevor looked like he was sitting next to his son. I mean, he made, he made, and I love Jeff. Jeff, I love it. But he made you look kind of small. All right, we got a huge weekend coming up. Our star studded NBA Friday doubleheader. I'll be back here tonight for Steph Curry, who's back for the Warriors. They'll be playing San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. There's going to be a lot of folks in the building for that. Then we're going to get Jokic and the West leading Nuggets taking on Kawhi and the Clippers. Coverage starts again. NBA Countdown will be here for you tonight, 7 Eastern on ESPN. On the way, while Cowboy fans might be on pins and needles watching Dak, why Zeke Elliott wants everyone to chill out. You'll hear directly from him. Next, it's Get Up on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.